And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with the Drunk. I am the Rat of a Red Baron, joined by the Masters Massey. That's right. And they won't even know it's take two, except that I told them I did a take two right now. <laughs> well, it's not take two, though. It's take 17. That's right. Uh, but yes, we're here. Uh, it's like the first week of December, and uh, we're just commenting off air, like how this year is just gone. I can't even, like... <sighs> First weekend in December is just insane. I always measure like the year by how excited I am for like the first weekend of football. And then like it sinks in like, oh, this was just week 13. Yeah. It's it's amazing that, you know, you just find yourself just grinding out your football enjoyment like. I probably won't even watch the game tonight. I'll be real with you. I certainly didn't watch the game last night, and I didn't watch any of the one o'clock games before that. <laughs> I mean, too, especially like when we we're doing this, it was a little bit different when we were all in studio together all the time and like throw the game on the TV. But like yep. in reality, like the past two years, I've only seen like a handful of the Monday night games just because I'm, I'm focused doing this and, and yep. whatnot. So it's just kind of like a, an afterthought. Like even like last week with Pittsburgh being on, I was fortunate enough to catch the fourth quarter not that i couldn't set it up on my phone and whatnot but i just you know i i just wanted like to devote all my attention to one thing yep but yeah i don't know if it's a sad thing or just it's part of life that i measure my part of the year by what week of football it is yeah i mean you know i i, I was just thinking about this myself the other day it's like it's it's that like junky itch you get, like you know that meme of Dave Chappelle. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, I Brigham's. Y'all got any more of them? Like whatever, whatever you want to insert yeah. there. <laughs> and that's me, like three weeks after the Super Bowl. It's like, all right, you know, I haven't watched a whole lot of football besides playoff football recently, and I really want football to be back. And like the first five weeks of watching every fucking game, red zone's on two TVs. I got whatever the prime game I want on one TV, you know, I, and the last like six weeks, I'll pay attention to my fantasy just cause I want to like actually keep doing well. Like I am, but I won't watch any of the fucking games and I barely watched the Rams one yesterday. I only watch it cause I watch every game. We're joined by the. Oh, Host Cupcake Thriller, are you guys live? Hey. Oh, yeah. We're live and direct. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. We were, we were talking about our, our sad, pathetic lives, how we measure the time of year by what week of football it is. How do you mean? Well, just like, you know, the like the beginning of fall is week one, and then like week 13, this is, it's December, it's winter time. Not technically uh, winter time, but you know what I mean. It's winter time. I don't think it's sad. I think that's just, I think Life. that's most people. Yeah. True. I think that's most people in the 21 to 45 age demographic. 
But um, you did catch the goobies. We were just kind of like BSing. We didn't really uh, introduce anything yet. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to get home to watch the little one. So hopefully it doesn't get too loud whenever that happens. But I figured I would My little watch. one. Yeah, she's in the other room. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, kind of. You can hear her coughing. Hey, sure can. Yeah. Hey, keep it right. over there. Uh, so did you guys introduce your beers yet? Not no, even not close. Yet. Oh, okay. Paul, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking from uh, the 2020 Bourbon County brand stout collection, the Bourbon County brand coffee stout. There we go. Nice, with, nice. Uh, yes. Made with Intelligenesta Burrand Turahamwi coffee beans. Mm. Bless you three times. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that aged in bourbon barrels with coffee added. Uh, 13.2 alcohol by volume. All right. Contains wheat. <laughs> An important note. I mean, as you do. Yeah. Kendall, what uh, are you drinking? Yeah, Kendall, what are you drinking? I am having a Crown Royal uh, highball made by myself with a Schweppes ginger ale. That's uh, not a highball. Well, it's a it's a, it's a ginger ale. highball. That is a Crown Royal and ginger ale, my friend. Well, it it is. Well, it's a highball. Are, are you drinking it in a highball glass at least? Uh, no, it's just a pint glass. Okay, yeah. So you're you're drinking a cocked a mixed drink is what you're drinking. Yeah. What's I an mean, actual highball? Highball is whiskey and club soda with a splash of lemon, and it's served in a tall, thin highball glass. And the reason for that is so that the carbonation from the carbonated from the soda goes down and bubbles up and and mixes the drink as you continuously drink it. And is this like how when you thought you were making a roux last week? It is a roux, yeah. and I didn't have any of those things, so I just made. And I, it's important to note that this is a flat ginger ale. It, it's not important to note it because it, it's it's not it's so remotely un in a un highball, Kendall, that it's just bad. I also didn't really pay attention I would to say my, it's my bad. ratios. I mean, I'd probably drink it. It's just not a highball. Well, it's bad that it, it, it's well. It's so it's so unhighball is what I'm saying. Like it's the okay. worst. Like it's it, it's it might be the worst attempt at a highball ever. Well, it's it's that a seems whiskey a, little aggressive. a whiskey ginger ale then. It's a crown and ginger. That's just a. It's like rum and coke, Jack and Coke, Jameson and ginger, crown and ginger. Just a, I, I mean, Massey not that long ago, within the past calendar year, had a crown and ginger ale canned cocktail on that show. I have. I mean, I could go. Good. I could go ahead and find as plain of a seltzer as possible and splash it in for that desired effect. But I'm just not going to do that. It's not seltzer. Club I soda. But I, don't, but I don't have club soda. What is the difference? Seltzer is. You know, what? I used to know this. I think club soda is more carbonated. Gotcha. I don't have many mixers at all. Yeah, but how's that? How's that our fault? Well, no, it's, it's nobody's fault. I mean, it's it's just commentary. Put a little olive oil in here. Club soda is also is, club soda is carbonated with carbon dioxide, but unlike seltzer, it also has potassium bicarbonate and potassium sulfate, oh, which interesting makes it slightly saltier than seltzer. Seltzer. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. And there you have it. 
But, but Kettle, the point is, is it's not that I'm not shaming you for not having club soda. I'm shaming you for using not club soda and then calling it a completely different thing. Well, I'm just trying to sound, you know, fancy. Wrong. Wrong. Like the Rue. Rue uh, 2.0. Oh, it's a Rue. It's not a Rue. This is a, actually this. What I'm having here is a whiskey or whiskey Rue made with uh, Schweppes ginger ale and cheese. <laughs> you fucking imagine. <laughs> Is it hot? Oh, it will be in a minute. <laughs> well, then it's not, if it's not hot, it's not a room. I'm just making a hot pot of hot coffee to pour in. Ugh. That's definitely not still not a room. You're just oh. making an awful cheese sauce. Well, just wait until... Imagine that a coffee cheese sauce. Yeah, you would do it. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. Just I imagine like there's a chef coffee. out there that could make it work. Probably like Omri Gishan or someone like that. Just like, yeah, Massey, just like Kendall still eating a sponge, right? I'll eat a sponge. Yeah. Yeah, you'll eat a sponge my ass. Anyhow. Sorry, Kendall. I have his promise to sponge and you didn't eat a sponge. I'll eat a sponge. If I can get like an all natural that I know, like, if it like expands in my stomach and then like it kills me, like that's a dumb way to die. I don't want to go like that. Did we, did we stipulate a size that it had to be? No, I just yeah, mean... I just mean, wait, well, yeah, I think it was any, like, uh, a standard size sponge, but I just mean, like, I feel like any sponge could expand. I mean, yeah, but, like, if I gave you, like, what was, that was the size of a fucking quarter, it's not going to expand enough to kill you. Right, or if I made a, if I made you eat a sponge the size of a car washing sponge. That would probably kill you. Yeah, I don't know. Seems dangerous. It's not good for you. And I I, uh, I stand by my notion that a, a, a standard kitchen-sized sponge couldn't be consumed by Kendall. It could. It could very right. well. All right, Kendall, I'll come to your house next week for the show live if you'll do it. I'll eat a sponge. Okay. You're going to do it next week then. You have to eat the whole thing. Did we have any sort of time denotions, Massey? We did. I don't believe that we did. I don't think we did Kendall. Are you sure? Is remember? Yeah. I, I think it was like in one sitting, but I don't think there was a specific time requirement. Then I guess you have the duration of the show. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. All right. I'm going to bring a sponge and you're going to eat it. I'll come down. Delicious. I'll watch. I can't wait to watch him like try to chew the uh, the coarse side on the other on the that's back. It's going to be so funny. I thought uh, you're going to get him like a, like a scour side. I'm going to get him a standard kitchen sponge. I mean, standard kitchen sponge doesn't necessarily need to have a scour side. I think a standard one has one, though. I think more people would say that a standard one is just the regular sponge. Well, I'm going to get him the scoured side. <laughs> I'll get him one of those scoops got all natural ones that's made with There you go. Go look at some, uh, some sponge recipes. No, you have to eat it raw. Oh, I am. I just, but if I, what if I get a taste for it? Then you can do that after. That's why I want to be a... a, a no, Kendall, a, a I'll tell you what. I'll season yours with olive oil, lemon, and salt and pepper. <laughs> seasoned sponge. No, if you're going to have it seasoned, I will... I will get, Tomorrow, I will make you a Tupperware container of the Thanksgiving shot and the sponge can sit in it until next week. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, man. That just doesn't seem sanitary. I'll keep it on a low simmer on a pot and just warm for six days. <laughs> 
Boiled for safety. Eventually just disintegrates. Massey, what, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking another IBC root beer. Hey, nice. there you go. I like this trend. Yep. I can't wait for the curveball when he brings in the cream soda. <laughs> That's actually downstairs. I believe you. Cream I soda's be- not bad. I'm not disagreeing with you. You know what's terrible, though? Bark's red cream soda. Awful stuff. I Bark's what? have never had it. <laughs> Bark's used to make a red cream soda, and Kendall was, like, obsessed with trying to find it. I am Interesting. Zero for many attempts. All right, hold on. We're going we're gonna to do a little bit of digging here. I bet you you're over under on the attempts. I'd put the line at less than 100. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly. I I, I would even say less than less than 50. How many attempts do you think it takes me to find it? Well, I mean, online we found it. I just mean like walking into stores and places. Well, also, wow. this is like, well, the other thing too is like if you can find it online where it's like guaranteed that it's not flat. <laughs> right. You know, I, I told them I'd buy it for them online, but I'm but I, I'm pretty sure they stopped production of it like 18 years ago. So it's like I'm not going to buy even if it's still sealed, it's flat. You could recarbonate it. That's awful. Re-putting it through <laughs> the soda stream. Uh, Massey, toast of excellence? Uh, yes. Give me a second. I just actually have to pull it up on my phone to find out where it is. You want Kendall to go in the meantime? Yep. Kendall. Yes. Uh, kind of a Homer one here. Um, but Pittsburgh... Uh, okay. What do the Astros do now? <laughs> yeah. Um, Pittsburgh had played the, the Falcons uh, over the weekend, and... Uh, it's not like Con- you're wrong with it. Oh, and uh, Connor Hayward uh, had scored a touchdown, and uh, he and his oh. brother Cam both played for Pittsburgh, obviously. And uh, the the morning before the game, they had visited uh, their father's grave uh, in Atlanta, uh, who coincidentally played for the Falcons, uh, scoring the touchdown. It was kind of a, a cool moment, and uh, I never never made the connection until hearing Cam Hayward talk about it in the like the post game press conference, kind of. T- talking about the moment and it, it, it was just kind of cool he was wearing his dad's jersey and I thought you were gonna, uh, more expensive homer pick oh no no I'm, I, I i can't do those anymore what i don't know what do you mean you can't you should be celebrating it I, 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 I'll, I'll announce it if kendall won't the mets finally got rid of their fucking injury prone stupid fucking pitcher for you know a cy young winner Two times World Series and a World Series champion. Yeah. Two times. He's, he's 40, but. Yeah, but DeGrom was a two time Cy Young winner. Is he a two time World Series champion and is he banging Kate Upton? No. Okay, so you upgraded. It's just sad. Less than 20 starts a season. I will say that yes. through Upgrade. his career, he has not really been hurt. Knock on whatever, because it's always a bad trend with New York, but he's had a pretty healthy career. And Kate Upton's going to be at match games. Yeah, it's, that's pretty neat. And Kate Upton's friends with Ryan Cabrera, which means Alexa Bliss will be at match games. Also pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah, but you're not going to be at match games, Kendall. I'll try. Yeah, you won't. Uh, no, they already got your picture up. Ryan Cabrera put it up the minute that he got traded, or the minute he signed. He's like, don't let this guy in here. I'll get in. I'll get in. Massey? 
All right. Uh, mine goes to two NBA players for two pretty good games. Uh, one for last night. Anthony Davis had a 55-point game with 17 rebounds, three blocks on 22 of 30 from the field. Uh, fun fact. In that game last night, this is just going to go back a little bit. Uh, LeBron James scored 29 and Anthony Davis scored 55. They just combined for the same amount of points as Kobe Bryant did with Kwame Brown in 2006, where Kobe Bryant shot 81 and Kwame Brown shot three. I thought that was funny. Uh, and then Jason Tatum, uh, I well, think. Um... Sorry, Danny McBride, this is the end. <laughs> Still a very funny movie. Uh, Tatum, I think, three days ago. Uh 49 points, 11 rebounds, 8 of 12 from uh, from the field, and is second place behind Larry Bird in Celtics history for most 45-point games. Very nice. Um, Kyle asked me, he was in my residency this evening um, for a brief moment, he asked me to do the Trey Turner announcement for his Toast of Excellence in case he couldn't make it. So, a toast of excellence to Trey Turner joining a uh, what will most likely be NL championship losing team. There you go, Kyle. Did it for you. Um, and uh, my toast of excellence goes to uh, Justin Fields for breaking an NFL record. What was that most, record? Most fifty-yard rushing, most fifty-yard rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in their career. That's he, pretty cool. He, no, no, no quarterback in NFL history has ever rushed for more than three 50 yard touchdowns in their career. Justin Fields did it in three weeks. Yeah, you knocked that out pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. I have a couple of toasts of this excellence, if we'd like. Ooh, bring on. <laughs> All right. Russell Wilson. Oh, wait, I have, one, I have one more. Uh, my toast of excellence is to. Uh, um, we, we, we constantly see, um, you know, in the NFL, you know, there's always one that really, really stands out in this year. It was the George Pickens one. But we always we always see, like, every week, like, a catch that really should be thrown into the category for, like, catch of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it would have been it would have been the Jamar Chase one if it had been in bounds. Yes. But, um, like, Nikhil Harry had a pretty good, like, one-handed helmet catch. And, and pressed coverage on a deep shot down the field. But one thing I don't think ever really gets talked about enough, and I think it's because the majority of the population, because football is such a wide demographic sport in terms of age, is is the touchdown celebration, you know, um, for the, the, the part of the audience that thinks think it's the coolest celebration ever, the other half has no idea what it means, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the gritty. Um, yeah. uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, coolest celebration of the year. See what it was. Uh, you know how Zeke always jumps in the Salvation Army cauldron. Is that why everybody got fined last night? Yeah, so he jumped in the Salvation Army cauldron, and then Dak came over and motioned like it was a Jack in the box, and Zeke quietly started creeping up, and then he popped up like wiggling back and forth, doing the feed me more motion. <laughs> that's I very what, funny. That's a good touchdown celebration right there. Yeah, clean. It's family fun, and, and you know what's really funny is uh that one. He got fined for, but there was the other person. I forget what team it was. I think it was the Vikings, where he like faked the injury and then got on all fours and started twerking in the end zone. No oh fine. yeah, there was uh, that was Alexander Madison. It was a uh, it yeah. was an ode to a soccer celebration. I just saw that on Twitter today. 
Yeah, U.S. women's. Yeah. Um, all right, Toast of Dis-Excellence. Uh, I got a couple of them. Go for them. Uh, first one is just kind of sad, but very funny at the same time. Uh, Mac Jones is now 0-3 against the Bills in a game where he throws more than three passes. That's so wait, he has a win with less than three passes? Yeah, it's the game where they the Patriots rushed 42 times. So funny. Um, and the second toast of disexcellence is about the Broncos' Lord and Savior, Russell Wilson. Mm. Russell Wilson this season has fewer touchdown passes than Davis Mills. Hilarious. Has less passing yards than Jacoby Brissett. Wow. Has a lower completion percentage than Marcus Mariota. Has a worse QBR than Zach Wilson. (laughs) Has fewer 300-yard games than Joe Flacco. Really? It is still two years away from his five-year $240 million extension. Broncos country, let's ride. Wait, he's a Bronco for seven more years. So they signed him to an extension when he had two years left on his deal. So he has this year and next year. After next year, that's when the five years kicks in. Oh, my God. Yep. Rough way Broncos to start. country, let's ride. That's just for Kyle. That's rough. <laughs> I saw that um, Sierra rough. threw threw like a birthday party for him and it was very lightly attended by his teammates. You know what's funny? The minute I saw that tweet, I immediately thought of the Sam Elliott uh line from um draft day when he was when he was like they were talking about uh what's his face? Uh Bo da- no not Bo Dallas. Bo Callahan's uh birthday party and how none of his teammates showed up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. A birthday thrown by the captain. <laughs> Made me laugh pretty hard. I was talking to Kendall. We have a we have a real uh, slew of barn burner Monday night games coming up on the docket. You guys see? We me? sure do. I tell you what, though, it, the last the last Monday night game of the year is a doozy. <laughs> so we got. Patriots. I'll do you one better. We play on Christmas against we, the fucking Broncos. The whole the whole lineup for Christmas Day is awful. All three games are terrible. So next week we got the uh, Cardinals Patriots. Woo! Yep. Uh, next week we have what should have been, a, I think, a lot of people thought like the game of the year: Packers Rams. Ooh. Yep. And then the last game of the season. Oh, sorry. Then we have Chargers Colts. Gross. <laughs> and then the last Monday night game of the season is an actual real barn burner: Bills Bengals. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good game. Yeah, but not to be not, but but the battle for LA is the Sunday night game before it. So. <laughs> Ugh. Can't wait to get fucking drunk in that game. Chargers are going to win that game because it's a road game for them, even if they're home. <laughs> well, don't worry. There's just enough time for Joe Burrow to get arrested for tax evasion between now and that game. We had our first flex, our first schedule flex announced yep. today. Giants, uh, Giants, uh, Commanders was flexed the Sunday night, not next week, but the week after. I don't remember what it replaced, but I remember it was like a thank fucking God. Yeah, I don't know either. Imagine they tie again. (laughs) Actually, 
Do you have anything you want to say? Oh, uh, you cut out. What happened? So, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, no. So you're just gonna not talk the rest of the rest of the game? No. What happened? I. I, I thought you were gonna say something. No, you I, did start to say something, Paul. And then I think oh, that's why I was confused. Sorry, sorry, I was wrong. I was wrong. It's the second flex game of the season. We got flex first. Oh, was it Pittsburgh? No, week 14. Um, uh, Miami Dolphins and Los Angeles Chargers was flexed in for week 14, replacing the Denver Broncos-Kansas City Chiefs game. And then the Commanders-Giants game is flexing out the Patriots-Raiders game. That's got to be an interesting thing because, I mean, for a lot of people, it probably doesn't matter. But imagine that, like, like you had all your plans made and then it's like, oh, the game that we were going to go to at 8 o'clock is now at 1. So now, like, anything you plan to do during the day is now ruined. Yeah. Well, the, the thing, too, that's also interesting is, like, this, like, this game, for example, this is, like, a real, like, it's a real, real fuck-up because not only are you flexing out the Patriots-Raiders game, but now you're adding a fourth four o'clock game because it's in Vegas. You can't just switch it to a one o'clock game because the Raiders right. were playing at fucking nine a.m. <laughs> so now there's four Sunday games, or four four o'clock games on Sunday, and then yeah, the week of Christmas there's like eleven Saturday games. Then Christmas Day is fucking. Ugh. Christmas Day is just awful. Ugh. Christmas Day. Christmas Day is Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. <laughs> yes. That's one thing. I think we've talked about this in the past, but I kind of wish they just left that alone. Like I wish because that was always an NBA thing. Yeah, it's just it's just so funny because the NFL's got to be so pissed that the, like the, like there's no way that they had any idea that fucking five out of six teams would be sub five hundred. Yeah, right. None of the teams were supposed to be. No, I know. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The only one I'm honestly, genuinely su- not surprised about is the Cardinals. Because I didn't oh, think yeah. the Cardinals that great. No. I just don't think Kyler Murray has that it factor for them. No. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is a fucking dumbass. Because he is. Emily, you got anything you want to say? Or? Well, I, I will third that, that uh, motion. Great. Um, hey, I got a pitch for the room. Mm. So, have either of you seen the new Super Mario Brothers trailer? I have not. Uh, I, I, say, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen it in full, but I've seen like a piece of it. So, canonically, in the in that quote unquote universe, Mario and Luigi are from Brooklyn. Okay. Guess something they'd be. Yankees or Mets fans? Mm. Yankees fans. <clears throat> and I say that because I think, like, when you think of the stereotypical, like, hardcore Italian New York guy, they're Yankees fans. Because think about it. If you think about, like, a like a 40 to, you know, because Mario would, how old would Mario be? Like, in his 40s? 30s, 40s. But probably, like, I would say 40s just because of how long the game's been around. But when you think about it, think of every, like, so go back to, like, the 90s. Think of every 30, 40 year old Italian dad in New York and like, yeah, I would have played for the Yankees, but you know, my something happened with my shoulder. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just like, 
they'd be Yankees fans. They would be Yankees fans. Yeah, okay. I, I also feel that way. No, they would also be Jets fans. Yes. That is also true. And Which is just travy in and of itself. I wonder like if, if we could do like a, a poll. Can we say about this or Yeah, I'm I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> How many like um like a, is it Yankees, Giants, and then like Mets Jets? Is that like the the pro, like the primary like combo or is it like is it more I even mean, than that? I've- I feel like for some reason, I feel like that connotation kind of goes together. Because, like, I think about, like, um, whatchamacallit. Like, I think about, like, especially, like, sitcoms. Because I feel like, because the Mets are queens, right? Yeah. Like, you think about, like, wasn't, like, wasn't, like, Doug from King of Queens, wasn't he a Jets, Mets fan? Yes. Yes. Right. And then... And then it's weird, like, I'm trying to think, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, popular New York things. Like, I don't know about, like, I think Ray Romano was a Mets fan. Yeah, in, yes, he was a Mets fan. But I don't know if you, I don't remember if he was a Jets fan. Here, hold on, watch this. Ashley! <laughs> like how we're listening for it. I think, in the show, too, was he a sports writer? Yeah, he wrote for a sports column. Yeah. But he was a Mets fan in the show, because he's a Mets fan in real life, so is Kevin James. I think we should all sing the King and Queens uh, theme music together in, in, in harmony. Get the, get the lyrics uh, up. <laughs> here, I'll start, I'll start it for you. Ready? All right. I want to be the very best. Oh, wrong song. <laughs> Ashley said Jets. Jets, yeah. Now, the only one is like, I think, I think the, because it was like a, a different dynamic, but like in Friends, the big thing in Friends, because they all live in New York, the big thing in Friends was, the Joey and Chandler were big, and, and Ross were big Knicks fans. I don't believe there was a lot of mention about Mets and Yankees. I remember one episode where, like, some girl that Joey was trying to date who was fancy said she wanted to go to the Met, and he goes, no, 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 you want to go to the Yankees. <laughs> and yeah, then that tracks for Joey. But then in the, in the same... But I think they also, like mentioned one of like in one episode wanting to go to a Giants game and then in another episode wanting to go to a Jets game. So I'm not sure what the I'm not really sure about that one. But I, yeah, I mean I don't know. For me I just feel like Mets and Mets the Mets and the Jets go together. And then the Yankees and the Giants go together. And I think too it's kind of sort of from personal experience like we know what three people that, that kind of falls under. Yeah, Mike Moxie, Yankees Giants fan. Um, my fiance Samantha, her cousin Chris is a Yankee Giants fan. And uh Logue the Big. Oh no, he's Mets though. No, he's Mets Giants. He's Mets Giants, yeah. He's Mets Giants. And then you have, of course, you know, you have the, the the most annoying fans in the world that you'll only find in the great state of Connecticut, United States of America, which are the uh Vito Russos of the world, the diehard Giants, Boston Red Sox fans, <laughs> or the the diehard New England Patriots, New York Yankees fans. <laughs> a special place we live. Mm. <laughs> uh, fuck it. I hate it here. No, you got to keep that coughing down, huh? I'm on the radio. What are you doing? This could be my big oh. break. Paul trying out his best Brooklyn accent there. Um, he would have played for yeah. the Yankees, too. <laughs> yeah, but I did something to my testicles. <laughs> 
Um, so what else, what, what else is big in the sports world? So we got, so Verlander was what three for like a hundred something. Yeah. Big chunk of change. Yeah. So Ver, Verlander signed with the Mets. So, um, um Carlos Rodon will be kind of like the next pitching prize to land. Morea will be in the next shortstop. Because he hasn't signed yet, right? Who? Carlos Correa? No. No, that hasn't happened yet. And I think we, we kind of heard the final numbers on Judge, and I think we're just kind of waiting his decision, I think. Well, so the, the big the big signings were it was Turner Verlander and uh, you can get there. I believe in you. The Gronk. There you yes. Go. Right. That's that's all. Yep. That's well. And, I mean, well, like Mike Clevenger also signed. He signed with the White Sox. Yep. But I don't know the name. It's not important. <laughs> no, Clevenger's actually like a pretty decent pitcher. He was on the Padres last year. I was going to say that's the spirit mass. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that doesn't yeah. matter. Do we have like any sort of inclination as to where Judge is going, or is no? It just... But he's going to be at the meeting tomorrow. The meeting, like he's at the winter meetings in person tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, ju- I mean, Judge is the big ticket item still. I mean, he was before. You know, all these other guys. You know, they're they're big deals, but Judge is the commodity. Correa yeah. is, a, is a big commodity. Um, I don't think you're going to see Correa go anywhere until you see Judge go somewhere. Um, so uh, and it's, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't. I can't imagine what the the, con, the contract for Judge is going to be. And uh, at the expense of sounding like Kyle, but I didn't realize this. I didn't realize like Judge was from kind of like the the Bay Area. So I didn't. I didn't. I just thought like it was kind of just arbitrary. Like, hey, this was one team that's going to offer. You know, me a deal, or I stay with New York, and so I, I wonder if like that plays into it all. Like, you get a similar deal, and oh, I could I could play in my hometown if that will if he's like that type of person. Where is yeah. his hometown? I, I don't know. In fact, I I only learned this I think like yesterday that he was like from like the the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, uh, okay. I know. No, I fucking hated him. He's from Sacramento. Sacramento. I mean, I've ever seen sounds. I mean, so Judge is at the Buck Saints game tonight. Yes. Uh, everything. I mean, everything I've seen is pointing. It's going to come down between the Giants and the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, is like, I wouldn't be surprised though if it turns out to being neither of them. And the only reason I say that is because like, while judge definitely improves a team, um, I feel like he's got to be a little the right spot. Well, I feel like he's got to be a little exhausted being on, you know, this, the Yankees, you know, like, cause the Yankees are like that team where like, other than like that 20 game stretch this season, since Aaron Judge has been on the Yankees, they've always they've continuously looked like a team that's going to make the playoffs, but they don't look like they like I, I like I don't think a lot of people outside of the Yankees fandoms have been like you know this is the favorite, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like and so 
Like, I mean, I don't think the Astros have the ability to pay him, nor do they really have the need for him. They have a pretty good outfield. But, like, like a, it, it's tough. Like, I don't know if he – like if, if he probably puts the Giants into that next step category, which might be enough, you know. But, like, I, I imagine winning has got to be part of it. But at the same token, too, like, who knows? Like, what if he's looking for a challenge? Yeah. Well, I remember it was – I want to say – the last season, the season before, like the the Giants were a big surprise. Uh, they were kind of like not even on anybody's radar, and they, you know, I, I don't think they ended up winning the division, but they like made a lot of noise. And I, I think they're not that far out of relevancy. You know, the Dodgers will always be kind of like the, that team to, you know, win that division just because of they continue to upgrade and 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 maintain you know good quality players. But I think the the Giants are not that far off. Well, and I think I could see that. I don't think it's a big enough market, and I don't think that they're close enough for him to like warrant. But like, I like I like I wonder if he would like consider a team that's kind of like in that Chicago White Sox type area, like a team that's like it's like right there. There's a lot of young talent. You know what I mean? Like it's not because like my my concern with the Yankees, like my my concern with the Yankees is they're constantly on this type of path where it's like, hey, we're gonna keep. Um, kind of bringing in like the next piece that we think is the right fit, and like we saw it with Joey Gallo, like sometimes that piece just doesn't work. Right. Um, going to the Giants, you know, like the Giants are a team that they they could very easily blow up just as fast as they blew up. You know, or, like they they could you know like fall apart just as fast as they blew up. Yeah. It came out of. So it could be interesting because, like, I mean, like, I, I think you would need that next team, like, maybe, like, the Rays or something like that. Now, the Rays would never do it because the Rays don't pay people. Um, but, like, a Seattle, you know what I mean? Like, Seattle's kind of just missing, like, that thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Cool. A team that kind of finally broke through their, their, their drought. Yeah. All right, you gentlemen talk over here, back. <laughs> the Kendall. Yeah. Yes. Do you think that Buster Posey is a first ballot Hall of Famer? My my gut reaction is yes. Um, Why is I mean, that? I, see, I don't have the stats in front of me. Um, I'll pull them up for you. But my my recollection has always been, um, as far as like catchers go, he's always kind of like in the you know the the Golden Glove range. Uh, he may have like a, a Silver Slugger under under his belt. Um, he has five silver sluggers. Yeah, he's a guy. He he's always making like all star appearances. So, I, in my mind, like catchers of our generation, uh, it's like Yadier Molina, uh, Buster Posey. I mean, to some degree, like like Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer, even though he kind of is like a first baseman hybrid thing, but. To me, that that's like the one one A one B, and so I. I I would be pretty hard pressed to not see him being the Hall of Fame first ballot. What are what are his stats? Uh, which stats do you want, Paul? Because there's a lot of them. Well, I mean, like the the, the basic. What are his home runs? What are his, what's his average? Fifteen hundred hits, hundred fifty eight home runs. Uh, career. These are all career numbers. Yeah. Uh, Three hundred two batting season. average. 663 runs, 729 RBIs, 23 slugging bases. How many gold uh, gloves? One gold glove, five one silver gold. slugger, 
and a batting title, along with an MLB, or I'm sorry, with an MVP and a seven-time All-Star. And three World Series championships? Correct. And Rookie of the Year. I think he's in. Yeah, I I think that resume is just too good. First ballot is the question. I think he's in first ballot. Okay. Sorry, hold on, guys. But I think everything you just read to us, Mass, I think just kind of affirms or confirms rather like what 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 i what i feel it's just like I, I can't even really name there's been so many catchers across the mlb in in the 15 years that we've watched baseball that like yeah i think of like you know the the mets for example like they've gone through a ton of catchers uh and it's just they, they, they have never at least when I've been watching, there hasn't been a guy since like since Mike Piazza that has really been that definitive. Hey, this is our catcher. He's good for X, Y, and Z. And that Mike that pizza. is yeah. And in San Francisco, that has not been the issue. I mean, he's been the guy. You know, it's like year in and year out, and this is the consistent. Um, well, I think the thing too is just like Kendall's kind of alluding to it, but like. Hitting numbers in terms of like power isn't that big of a deal for catchers. Like with a three, I think the three hundred two average, like he could have no home runs, and that would be you know a three hundred two average is a big deal. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of my my brain is kind of like failing me, but you know he, he's caught for some you know some decent pitchers um, through his the tenure there. Um, guy had. He had long hair. I can't think of his name now. Oh, Tim oh, uh, I'm Gardner. Well, I mean, <laughs> we all said a picture that was like <laughs> appropriate. Like th- these are all guys that you know, kind of like a- aligned with, and you know, he's one of those guys. He's, he's calling the game, and it's a-, a lot of guys that like they catchers don't get credit for. You know, the ones who could really, uh, really do a good job calling a game and, and making those star pitchers look even better. And that's a, I mean, it's not really like a, at least that I know, I don't think it's just like a stat you can really track, like, like, oh, well, he wanted this ball thrown at, at this count or whatever. I'm sure that, that someone has kept track of that, but it's just, it's so, so in depth, so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, let's see. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes trying to find other talking points. I have a few of them written down here. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I, gotta be, I feel really bad about it because, I mean, I'm not surprised because the guy in, is injury prone. But I think that this totally just takes away his chance at ever having a hands-down starter job in the NFL ever again. I will disagree with you because i think he showed enough this season that he uh still has enough left in the tank and i still think another team will sign him i think it'll be the jets the giants i think um, he'll, the Panthers. I think he'll get signed, but i think it'll be in a competition for starting job role he's not i, I don't think, think he'll get signed as a starter i don't think so because like, i agree with you like he did enough but his numbers weren't wow his it's numbers have never been wow no i understand that but his numbers but but so Basically, what we got this year was the same Jimmy Garoppolo. He won games, his numbers weren't wow, and then he had a season-ending injury again. And so, like, if you're like, if you're a team like 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 the Jets, the Jets right now, it looks like on paper 
the Jets are just a decent, healthy starting quarterback away from being a playoff team, no doubt. And can you put your eggs in Jimmy Garoppolo's basket in terms of health? Yep. But my eggs in his basket, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, Massey, we don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm you, so the Jets, from that standpoint, the Panthers, I don't think the Panthers are going anywhere but rookie quarterback. You know, if they bring in, I mean, if they bring in Garoppolo for a hands-down starting job, it's to do it while they're getting the rookie that they're going to draft ready. And there. then, and then, so, like, yes, he's getting the starting job, but it's like it's a meaningless starting job. It's a starting job to make it look like they're not tanking. And you know, I mean, like the only, I mean, the only team I think right now going into next season that I could see hands down signing him to be the unquestioned starter would be the Colts because that's what they're doing now is just shopping old quarterback after old quarterback. This is true. And once again, they're going to have another year where they're not going to have a pick high enough to get the guy that they want. So they're either going to have to trade or just go old guy again. Yeah. It's been a a tough cycle for them. I also too think like, I think I do think Garoppolo does play well, but I think he would need to find a similar system to what he's in, in San Francisco. He, to me, I always feel like that, you know, he works well with a, a good run game because it sets up the play action pass. And I think he's, he's, he's just kind of like master that I, I don't see him being in a system where he's just the guy dropping back 40 times a game and, and him being effective. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm just happy. Bad man gone. I'm happy. It's this way, but I'm happy. Bad man gone. <laughs> and I'm, Unfortunately yeah. for non Massey's, um, you know, this pretty much just took the 49ers out of Super Bowl contention. Did it though? It did because here's the thing their defense can play as, as great as they did against the Dolphins. You, you, you need a quarterback. Here's the, the thing though, their their offense isn't predicated off of downfield passing. Their offense is predicated off your yards after the catch. Right, but the thing is, the big thing is, if you go back and you look at the games this season where the 49ers, after they righted the ship and started playing well, the games where the 49ers looked like the 49ers were games where there weren't turnovers, and young third-string quarterbacks make turnovers. They throw blatant interceptions into linebackers' arms on two-yard slants. That's well, what they do. I, life would be so good for me if this was true, because that means that the 49ers aren't winning the Super Bowl. And I would like to believe that, but I have unfortunately seen the dark side, and I think that literally anybody can care that team. I don't. I don't. I don't. Because because what what happens if the what happens if there's if the defense has a bad game? Well, I think this is where we find out that Brock Purdy is the greatest quarterback of all time. Unfortunately, I'm very much anticipating that. This is the next Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, it would be uh, totally absurd. I, be, I can't even begin to describe to you how upset I would be. This is the next Tom Brady. He sits on the bench, and then eventually when they realize that Geno Smith isn't the option, he goes to Seattle, and Seattle starts the Legion of Boom <laughs> offensive version this time. <laughs> I'd rather the Seahawks do it than the Niners. If I had my pick. No, see, Massey, you don't do it the right way. I hope Aaron Rodgers totals his Ferrari, killing him, crashing into Kirk Cousins' tour bus. I was about to say, please don't say Jared Goff, because I still like him. 
Amon Ross St. Brown's on the tour bus, though. Uh-oh. I like him, too, but at least he didn't say Jared. Oh, he did. Jared Amon St. Brown. <laughs> and you know who else is on that bus? Well, Danny and Tomlinson. <gasps> Fake LT. I do like how people just get so offended. Like if you use it's it, the... Giants fan. It's only Giants. Well, yeah, it's true. And it's funny because you know who gets the most offended? People who weren't alive when Lawrence Taylor played. <laughs> right. The Mike Mox of the world who never watched him actually play it down in football are the ones like, he's not the real LT. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who was the guy that played before you were born? <laughs> yeah. List off your favorite things you saw him do in person. It'd be like, it'd be like if we were watching a Giants game with Mock. And Mock was like, man, did you see that run that Saquon Barkley had? And it's like, you know what? Walter Payton would have done that with more panache. Panache. That's a good name. And I know that because I saw a replay one time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a good fart. Let's see. What else do I got? Um, Um, Baker Mayfield was released by the Panthers today. Yes, and some guy got upset about a golf thing in Mississippi and bit his partner's nose off. What? You didn't see that? No. Two people playing golf in Mississippi, and they had an argument over uh, golf at the course and in the uh, casino parking lot. Uh, they, the guy just bit the other guy's nose right off his face. Seems like a reasonable Jesus reaction. Hannibal Christ. I mean, I think you kind of like start the punch ticket to hell when you say Jesus Christ, but I think when you put like a cannibal's name in it, I think you pretty much just board the plane. <laughs> I'll save you guys seats. Thank you. Aisle, please. <laughs> you deserve to be down there, buddy. <laughs> no, we're going to hell. I want the middle seat. <laughs> ah, there we go. That's better. <sighs> I want the middle seat and whatever the opposite of the emergency exit lane is. Reminds me of the tenacious D scene. Uh, just want to let you know, big fan of yours, the devil says to Tenacious D. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do we have? Um, Saturday's a bad head coach. <laughs> is anybody surprised about this revelation? Aside from fucking Jim Irsay? I don't think Jim Irsay. I, I think, I think what, I think the, I think the hiring of Jeff Saturday was in, done intentionally to bring excitement to Colts fans while deterring the media from the tanking factor. Eric, I was well, what were they tanking for? Huh? Well, just to get closer to being able to take a quarterback. I was curious because I don't know if we ever actually talked about it. Um, what your guys' opinions were just on that in general? How that like kind of came to be? Insulting to every head coach that's ever coached football. And those who will never get to coach. Yeah. I, because of I, stuff like that. I thought it's, about this like a whole lot. It would be like really weird. Like, like imagine well, if. Not, not to preach the ESPN narrative, but it's, it, it's a complete slap in the face to every qualified black coach that gets looked over every single year. Yep. Yeah. Like the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would almost like equate it to like, imagine if, you know, we were doing this show and it like it made it you know big or whatever and then like Paul's like you know what I'm not gonna do this but I'm gonna just you know have you know some some random guy just come in and say well you guys are gonna like him don't worry that was a terrible analogy well I mean it didn't it didn't really fit but I mean I'm just trying to like it, 
it just it, it's like totally random. I just don't. Be like if we if it'd be like we if we made it big, and then you fired me and brought Jeff back. <laughs> also, are we giving hiring and firing rights to Kendall? Uh, no, I mean we, we tell him we do to make him feel good about himself, but Kendall has no rights. That's right. Okay. Kendall's allowed to push buttons, and I can do that very moderately. And say, so, are we really sure that we want to let him do that? Kendall, Kendall, we just let him drink. That's what we do. It makes everybody yeah. happy. We let, him, uh, we let him drink his Crown Royal Rue. <laughs> Delicious. The CRR. Oof. I do not want that anywhere near me. <laughs> so I had to do this... Uh, I don't know why I thought you were just going to say you have to do this fucking book report. <laughs> but that's what went into my head, and now I kind of want to hear about it. I, I used to love book reports. Although one year I got in trouble because I... Uh, we had a project in second grade to do a, like a, make a diorama about our favorite pet, and I had a flying yeah. squirrel. And then we also had to do a in third grade we had to do a project on a nocturnal animal, so I just resubmitted the same project. Hey, nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. No, yeah. uh, there's a lot wrong with it in the school system. <laughs> Screw the school, the school system. system. It's, it's <laughs> corrupt, anyways. I think it's you just being resourceful. I had to do this, uh, like learning module about Smirnoff for work and how they're, they're talking about how uh, Smirnoff is doing such big promotions through the NFL now and they're running the ads to be the be- uh, to have the best job in America, the first ever cocktail coordinator. <laughs> You've probably seen the Anthony Adams commercials. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I'll tell you what. I can't, tell you, I can't say that I have. All right, that's fair. Um, I can't find the thing for it though. They had because they sponsor three NFL team or seven NFL teams, or have like a which one we call it? Um, which one we call it? Uh, like uh, partnerships with seven NFL teams, uh, and I think it was like Giants, Jets, Dolphins, Rams. Chargers, Cardinals, and somebody else. And they made like signature cocktails for each team. And the only one I can remember because it made me so sick to my stomach hearing it was the G Mentini. Oh, man. Yeah, it made me real upset. I was really the, the, hoping the, you were going to say it was the Rams one because I went to hear how gross it was. I don't remember what the team name was. I don't remember what the team name of it was, but it, it definitely looked like something nasty. would order a hundred of it at a bar. Mm <laughs> Yeah, it, it was like it was something that was like it blended from a yellow bottom to a blue top. So there's a lot of pineapple juice and blue curacao in it. Yeah, I would order that. Yeah, it was probably just Smirnoff pineapple juice and blue curacao. <laughs> I'd still order it, Messi. I know you would. It, actually, <laughs> it might have been called the Mob Squad. Yeah, I don't know why I'm getting grief for that. That shit is tasty. What? Like, that sounds like a good drink. No, it doesn't. I mean, like, it does. It sounds like it would be tasty. It, 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 no, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> not, not to me. 
I mean, I drink well, it, but that wrong. doesn't matter. What? I said I drink it, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah that it really doesn't. I personally like if the drink was called a cup runneth over, as in Cooper. Please hold your applause. I mean, I've heard worse jokes out of you. Oh, it was no joke. I was serious. I've heard worse things out of your mouth, which is not saying much. I'm going to write an email to the Rams. Carbon copy, Smirnoff. We're going to get this done. Oh, you even had to say fucking carbon copy. <laughs> I tell you, I understand the idea of like if you're watching the game at home, because like the whole thing is like Captain Morgan's been an NFL sponsor for a long time, and the Captain Morgan takes over the tailgating experience. Which I don't know anybody that's drinking rum at a tailgate. Um, and confirm, I'm not. But like, so Smirnoff because it's also a Diageo product. Like we're taking. We're trying to bring initiative to the home gating experience, and it's like, oh my god! Uh, but it's just like, like I understand that like it's easier and cheaper to make cocktails for a football party, but like, what a pain in the fucking ass! Because <laughs> yep. let me tell you something: if you run out of beer, it's over. We're out of beer, or. He goes and gets beer. But if we run out of fucking five thousand dollars worth, but if we run out of rum punch, we gotta buy. We gotta make more rum punch. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna go in the kitchen and make it. Too much work. So upset there... nobody got that reference. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I said we're out of beer, and I said five thousand dollars worth. I love that reference. Thank you. Kendall doesn't know what it's from. I am drawing a blank. Figure it out. That's what I said. I said fucking figure it out. (laughs) But what's the scene? It's the Shark Tank episode where they're trying to figure out what to do with all the money. Correct. He wants us to have a party. (laughs) He was a great guy. He's a real great guy. I just love to see it like every time where it was like, oh, he like he used to do blah 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 charity work. <laughs> uh, it's quick, so good. When he was eighty years old, it's just like you know, good for him. But I mean, at that point, you're also like, like, well, why? <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway from that scene is Bonnie McMurray. Uh, that's such a funny joke <laughs> they have going on. <laughs> I don't think it's just like they say. Which like, I haven't seen reference in the last few seasons, which is a shame. It is a shame. It is goddamn body with Murray. <laughs> you know what it is? I think they know that Kendall's watching it, and so they don't want it. All right, Kendall, you're no longer allowed to watch. That is not fair. <laughs> no, Kendall, it might not be fair, but it's what's happening. I've, uh, on my own time, watched the, like, beginning portion of the Valentine's Day episode when people are entering. Uh, just it's like yeah. Just just Fucking... right off the bat. It's like with the, with the music and everything, it really hits the spot. What's the what are the two names of the uh the gay hockey bros? Daxie and Ronzi. Yep. Where, which one's the shorter one, Ronzi? Ronzi. Daxie's the one with the blonde hair. 
I love Ronzi's like genuine like soft heart of this when Dan gives him the Valentine and says you're a hit. <laughs> I am a hit. <laughs> I am a hit. Thank you. All right, let's do a draft. All right, what kind of draft are we doing? Five rounds, things that are yellow. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, take the basketball here. Uh, what was that? I was uh, poking fun at souls. Ow. We're going to start a... Uh, we're going to start with a rule. Um, we're going to extinguish... <laughs> pun intended. Uh, anything that is a... Uh, has the argument of, well, it can be yellow, meaning like fire and the sun. All right. I'll respect that. And then obviously flags are in play. You get two per draft as usual. All right. I'll get a second here. Get the order going. Or Messi, you got the order. I want me to do it. Hey, go ahead. All right. We can figure it out. That's the nice thing. I can figure it out. I'd have a spit. I'd have a beer. I drink eight beers. Mm-hmm. Wayne, you hammered? <laughs> I fucking hate degens from my country. I fucking hate degens from a country so much. What was the name of the... Uh... The the TV program. Crack and egg. There it is. But you can't, so. (laughs) (laughs) End of the lane. Don't come off the property. I like when uh, Uh, they they get a phone call, crack and egg, and every time it's like, so-and-so's in line, is he really? (laughs) (laughs) Really? <laughs> All right. Um, the order is fifteen off there, Super Chief. <laughs> Twenty to twenty-five hundred percent off there, Super Chief. Paul, Your sister, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> runs into the field. <laughs> uh, too fat to run. <laughs> uh, Paul Massey, me is the order. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me get a. Let me get a. Fucking draft board pulled up here. All right. What's the order? Paul. Me, 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 me too. <laughs> Paul, Messi, me, Kendall. Me, me. Me too. Paul Massey Kendall. Right. Anybody know what movie that's from? No. I don't blame you. It's a pretty terrible movie. <laughs> from The Matrix. Hmm. When Agent Smith is starting to make ones of himself. Very dumb. All right, things that are yellow. Want to draw up first? Yep. All right. Um. Let's see, let's see. I didn't. I didn't anticipate going first. <sighs> Rooming for a loop there. 
Um, you know what? I'm gonna. This might not be a good first round pick, but it's definitely uh, um, something that has a, a lot of versatility and can play multiple positions. Give me corn. Good pick. Gonna go in the same kind of category here, and I'm gonna go ahead and take eleven. Damn. You know, for whatever reason, I initially heard you say baloney. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't going to throw the challenge flag because I wanted to hear what Kendall had to say about it. <laughs> oh, man. I was just geared up to just go lemon all the way. Damn it. Yeah. All right, bud. Um, all right. Um, I will take yellow mustard. Okay. It's a good pick. Do love me some, uh, some yellow mustard. Um, and then I wish I was more prepared because that was my one, two lemon mustard. Um, what a terrible wing combo at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh man. Imagine ordering that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the, the lemon mustard wings. Uh, that's funny. You, you would, Kendall. I would. All right. Um, I'm gonna take the scrambled egg. All right. Go ahead here and take butter. Ooh, good pick. Nice. All right, we got back to backs. Yes, you do. All right, give me Pikachu. Oh, nice. And uh, if this if this gets challenged, I understand why. Give me the egg yolk. Yep, that's fine by me. I'm gonna leave it. All right. Do All right. Me some egg yolk. Not as much as no. I like my uh, egg white frittata at Bob Evans. <laughs> the thing is, is like I, I always think to myself I could do it, but I know I couldn't. Like I always think like if I were to like just like separate eggs whites from egg yolks and and fry up like a pint glass worth of egg yolks in a pan and like i could drink them that would be amazing to watch no, I, just I'm think good. Of, I just think of the taste of like like an egg yolk from a fried egg and it's so good <laughs> um i'm i'm good like miss me with that shit i'm gonna go ahead and take it gold now could the argument be made that gold is gold and not yellow <laughs> yeah that's what i was waiting for <laughs> I'm not going to throw the flag. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. All right. Kendall, you got back to backs, bud. All right. I will take lemonade. Not flag. Flag. <laughs> Kendall was real confused. For me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. I'll tell you what, I was too. <laughs> Man, I always just take food in these drafts. I don't know what's matter with me. Lots. Yeah, we don't have enough time left. Um, I will take. I got two good picks if they come back. To me. Hmm. I will take. This is gonna be super lame. I'm gonna take the pencil. Number two pencil. It's a good pick. I like it. Thank you. Let's see. 
Gonna jump on things that are yellow.com. <laughs> How cheeky do I want to get? Submarine. Specifically the one from the Beatles. The yellow submarine? <laughs> yep. I don't think that's cheeky, Mass. I think it's pretty indicative of it being yellow. Uh, all right, so I got back to backs here? Yep. All right. Give me the school bus. There you go. And give me the Simpsons. Oh, well, that was totally off my Yeah, I was, I was wondering if the Simpsons were going to come back around. Kendall doesn't think like this. Kendall is just thinking Twinkies right now. <laughs> oh, my God, I want the Twinkies. I was actually thinking about dessert items. Because Kendall, uh, Kendall wants to take lemon meringue pie, but yeah. the part he likes the most is the not yellow part. It's just uh... Kendall, meringue is awful. <laughs> you know, what I'm thinking about it. I actually think I like the, the the lemon part, and I don't like the meringue part. Meringue is just whipped egg whites. <laughs> and confirm, it is just whipped egg whites, whipped to stiff peaks. Mm. Pretty oh, I got a real good one. Is it blood plasma? Oh, even better. You know what? I'm going to take a card that Paul actually gave me our freshman year. I'm going to take Jolteon. Is that like a heart medication? I don't like the. I don't dislike the pick. I just think it's a weak pick. I love Jolteon. I love Jolteon too, but I mean, but in the top fifteen of yellow things, if you're gonna go a Pokemon, Pikachu's the only one. Uh, I mean, I think that there's at least three more. No. All right, Kendall, you're the last pick, Mister Irrelevant. All right. Oh, we didn't even toast that. Mister Irrelevant won a football game. When's the last time that happened? Yeah. I got you, Horo. My last pick, the legendary pick, the phone book. Oh. Uh, throw the challenge flag. Yo, hold on. I need specification. What kind of phone book? All right. So there's two phone books that basically come out. There's a white page and there's a yellow page one. Now, they there was a, a period of time where they were separated by, like, businesses and uh, just, like, personal uh, addresses. That that's, that's all. Yellow pages, yellow pages is for businesses. White pages are for residential numbers. And I'm not taking the white pages. My grandmother used to use the phone book for her county in Florida, and she would always read the obituaries and cross off the people when they died. Hmm. It's interesting. I never heard of that. Yeah, my grandfather would ask her what she was doing all the time because he, he liked the joke, and she would just go updating the phone book. <laughs> it's funny. Terrible. All right, and there is our draft. There's one pick that are yellow. There's one pick that I'm sad I didn't make. I like my team, but there's one pick. There's one more player I really enjoy. Who's that? Who did you want? The rubber duck. Ah. Rubber rubber duck's a good one. I would have picked the rubber duck over Jolteon. Didn't retroactively pick that. Yeah. Bad one more. Come up with a draft topic, Kendall. Oh, back-to-back drafts. Back-to-back-to-back. You're going to pick a topic, then Mass is going to pick a topic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it can be something stupid, Mass. I just can't put the color fucking yellow. All right. 
we're going to do... All right, we're going to do the yard work draft. Interesting. 15, 15 for yard work. I don't like this. Man. I don't so think there are 15. I just walked into the kitchen and uh, Samantha did some grocery shopping, and there are two bricks of Cafe Moreo here. And that's going to be rough. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Ken, do you know what that is? Cafe Moreo? Yeah, it's a brick of espresso. <laughs> is that the thing that has to be in the fridge? What? Do you have to keep that refrigerated? Oh, I request a picture. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of the name brand Cafe Moresto that you would see in ShopRite. This is the uh, dollar store brand, I believe. Oh. But I think it's the same concept. I do think you have to refrigerate it after opening. No, pick a different draft. No, I like the yard draft, Mass. Let's do it. Something dumb. There's a lot of stuff you can do. And they'll give us an order. All right. All right. You, you, Hold order. On. you guys banter for two seconds. I got to piss. <laughs> All right. I think uh, if I had one more pick in the yellow, I would have went taxi next. I was thinking I was like ready, <laughs> ready to rock and roll with taxi. That's a good pick. Nice. Andy Dalton just threw a 30-yard touchdown to Taysom Hill. Did he? Helps me really beat into my win over Mock this week. <laughs> yeah, big win for and you. I'll tell you what. I may be hanging with Vinny in terms of record. In fact, I think I have a better record than he. No, we're tied for record. But goddamn, if he doesn't destroy me in points every week. Yeah, a lot of things went his way this year. Um, Who? Vinny. Vinny. Who? Vinny in, in fantasy. Oh, 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 yeah. I was looking. Vinny, like, there was a lot of times where, like, Vinny played, like, he put up really, really big numbers the same week somebody else put up really big numbers, or he put up no numbers the same week somebody put up no numbers. It's just like, like his bench had two people that went over fourteen points. Yeah, yeah. I think that your team is better though, Mass. No, his team is better than mine. I think Vinny's team has bigger bust potential, though. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure about that. I got to start shopping the waiver wire, too. Well, you, you got all you playoff guys start being on the lookout because uh, once the console, once, once week 14's over and I start playing on the consolation bracket, I'm going to be making some cuts because I'm going to try to pick up all the bears. <laughs> And looking at my team, that means that Deontay Johnson's getting cut. Pat Fryermuth's getting cut. Do I just pay you money and trade? Like We can't trade. Yes, we can. I have Kyle's password. Massey, you have more You have more FOB money than anybody. It's probably true. No, it is true. You have $200. I was about to say, because I don't think I've used it at all. But, um... Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, he'll get cut. The only uh, the only one I probably won't cut is I probably won't cut like Keenan Allen and like Debo Samuel. Like I won't cut the big big guys. Mm, that's a bummer because I could really use Debo Samuel. Why he doesn't do anything? <laughs> He's been trashed. Yeah, definitely didn't follow up his last year's performance. 
Well, he's like just anybody could have told you. He's getting hurt again. It is funny though because it's going to come down to a real interesting year, real interesting next week. Why? Well, because Kendall won, so he locked up a playoff spot. And then uh, Mock is going to lose to you. Yeah. And Kyle lost to Jeff, which means that going into next week, uh, if going into next week, Mock will be one game up on Kyle. And I'm trying to look at the points. Mock will be up on Kyle points wise, like forty something points. So if if Kyle can win and Mock loses, and Kyle can outscore Mock by forty points or so, he can jump Mock into the playoffs. Which right now, would be great. I'd rather play Kyle than I would play Mock. Oh, it has nothing to do with playing. It's just like. Getting getting mock out of the playoffs just has this like nice feeling to it. Oh yeah, that too. The problem is, is that the, it's the points thing. Like Mock's probably going to lose next week because he's playing Vinny, and Kyle's probably going to win because he's playing me. But um, it's going to depend on how many points. Well, that's mock. what we were just saying. Is I can't fucking I can't even catch Vinny in points. You don't need to catch him in points. No matter how hard I tried this entire season, because trust me, I tried. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe Mock beats Vinny next week and you win, then you take first place. Uh, life would be so grand. Either way, you have the bye. I just don't want to play Vinny. Anybody else I think I can beat, I just don't want to play Vinny. You I mean, you wouldn't have to play Vinny until the championship. I know. I've already beaten him once, and I don't think I could do it again. Yeah. This week... This week, all I cared about was one thing. Not losing? Huh? Not losing? No, no. I That that I knew was happening. All I cared about was Vinny beating um, Tyler. Because with Tyler losing, it guarantees me that I can't finish in last. <laughs> ah. Three win, baby. Three wins. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Three wins. All right, let's do this fucking stupid draft. Are hey, there, you watch your mouth. This could be a good draft. Any pr- it's not going to be. Any Let's parameters we want to set? None? Uh, oh, any, any like, thing we want to set about this draft? or? Well, I guess all I'm looking for is, like, are you looking for, so for this draft, are you looking for, like, things that, like, are, uh, like, doing yard work? Like, like, jobs? Yeah, so we could we could do either jobs or like items used for. What do you what do you guys have a preference? Well, I think it's got to kind of be like one or the other. Like, I mean, I guess it could be all encompassing. I don't know. Well, I, th- I was thinking I, one or the other. I didn't I didn't know if if there's a version you guys would rather do. I mean, I think I think the sake of for the sake of like not running out of things too quickly or like not like filling a lot of dead time if you did like the tools aspect it would go quicker yeah yeah let's do that all right massey items for yard work items for yard work is fine so kyle's not here 
And the order is... Me again. No, it's me, Paul Massey. Damn, I wanted back-to-backs on this. All right. Um, I will take, for the first pick, the Lawn Mower. Now, are we specifically, is this eliminating all lawn mowers, or are you picking a specific You know what, Let, let's, let's widen the pot. I will take the, uh, the riding lawn mower. Okay, not to not to be a dick. Are we are we specifically uh, talking about all lawn mowers that are ridden? Or are you talking about like the tractor versus like the zero turn? I'm so we could split. We'll split it even more. I am taking the the tractor. Well, I, if people want to have like the you know the one where you step on and ride behind or uh, the zero turn, that 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 could be an option. But I'm taking the old like the John tractor. Deere style rider. Yeah, tractor. The tractor mower. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take uh, what I think is the best player in the game, the backpack blower. Okay. I think the backpack blower is the ultimate yard work tool. And the coolest looking. Let's see. That's like a flamethrower. Is my audio okay? Is there a lot of unnecessary background noise? Yeah, you're good. All right. I mean, I can hear the traffic in the street, but it's all right. No, there's no traffic in the street. There's just a seven-year-old pretending to be a squirrel. <laughs> um, man, this is not my forte, so this is going to take me a minute to think. Um, also, that was a layup for anybody else out there. But that's all right. Um, Kendall take some of them because he's really not been on the ball tonight. With a forte? Not my forte. Kendall, you know what's pretty funny? What's that? Remember how we were talking about how there's no way I'm going to beat Pat? Yeah. So, Chris Olave has me no points, and Chris Godwin started the game with three receptions for 47 yards, but somehow I'm only losing by six points right now. (laughs) Telling you. That'll that'll change, but... All right, Massey, what do you got? I'm going to take the chainsaw. Nice. And then I think I'm going to go ahead and take uh, a machete. Machete. That's kind of like a weird lawn tool option. I mean, I, I want to throw the flag, but I'm not going to. The only reason I want to throw it is because I feel like the machete is more of like falls into like the weapon category. But at the same time, why is a chainsaw not a weapon? So it's like a can. I can dig it. All right, so it's to me now. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I don't. I don't know if this qualifies into the yard work category or not. So if it doesn't, I'll gladly accept the flags. But uh. Go ahead. Where'd it go? Oh boy. Uh, go ahead and give me the snowblower. Accept it. Yeah, I don't see why not. You're doing it outside. I just feel like that's winter yard work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yard work, yard work. All right. I am going to take. And I feel like for the snowblower aspect, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the classic push behind. Yeah. I mean, I, 
Because, I mean, like, I guess if you're, like, fancy and you have, like, the attachment that goes in the front of, like, a tractor mower or something like that. Um, but I'm just going to go with the classic push behind. The one that I use right. had hand warmers. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is nice. You're damn fucking right nice. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take um, the... Penis? Yeah. <laughs> The uh, plastic tooth rake. I just, I, right. just I just like it. Like uh, the, the classic green with the brown handle? Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, it's fair. And your second one? Uh, and my second pick will just be the standard Chauvel. Uh, flat yeah, I thought it was coming back. Flat or spade? A spade. All right. Okay, so I'm up next? Yes. Yep. I'm grabbing another uh, drink real quick. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, give, give me the, uh, give me the Shrek special. I'll take the pitchfork. Pitchfork. Pitchfork's an awesome tool. If you're a homeowner with a yard, which I'm not, but I've done a lot of yard work outside of other homeowners' yards, the pitchfork is such a good tool. It's yeah. good for mulch. It's great for leaves. It's good for everything. It's such a, it's great to get mad and throw it across the yard and watch it stick into the ground. You wouldn't take the weed whacker here. Ooh, weed whacker, nice. Now this this connotation doesn't matter for the draft purposes because weed whacker is yours. But you go on electric or gas? Mm. Coal. Gas. Gas power tools is the way to go, man. Yeah. Paul, what was your pick? I took the I took the uh, pitchfork. The, uh, pitchfork. Oh, good pick. Pitchfork's a great pick. Yeah, pitchfork is a really good pick. Honestly. Um, Great third round, third rounder. Master took the weed shimmer. Nice. I just want to make a quick update. I've had this uh, Diet Sam's Cola in my fridge for a long time. I'm finally drinking it. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty gross. I'm going to take the shears. Certain. Shears, huh? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick make another pick here that I think could. Uh... Actually, hold on. I'm just thinking, Messi, my shears. What do you mean here? Are you talking about like the, uh, like the two the handed big ones? Yeah, two handed with the big long blade. Yeah, basically like the the machete scissors. Yep. Messi doubling down on the machete scissors. I like it. <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm torn here. There's two things I want to take, but I only have the one pick. I'm gonna go ahead, and, and this one, this one could get flagged, so I'm gonna take it now. And if you guys flag it again, that's fine. It, it, I believe it, it's an outdoor tool, but I don't know if it qualifies as yard work type tool. I'm gonna take the power washer. I will allow this. I mean, the power washer is exclusively for pretty much not the yard, but it's yeah. an outdoor tool, so I didn't know if it would fly. If it doesn't fly, that's fine. I have a backup. No, I think it does. Cause no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it fly. I like you, it. you think about how many times right. like I'm doing work outside and the, that just is in that connotation. Well, it's funny because I, like I feel like the term yard work applies more to just things outside. Like, you know, you can power wash the playscape or the patio. Yeah. You know, and 
Like if, if you if you spent the whole day power washing your house and your patio and all that stuff, and someone, oh, what did you do this week? Like, oh yeah, I got some stuff done around the yard. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like that would be a common response. That's why I went the I went the the route. So all right, all right. So I'm gonna take the power washer then. Gas powered. Gas powered power washer. Kettle powered. Oh. Okay, Kendall, back to backs. All right. Kendall just forfeited a pick by saying that. <laughs> okay, so one pick for Kendall. Darn. <laughs> All right, I want to take uh, the wheel of barrow here. Nice, good pick. Thank you, thank you. I was a little early. Barrel, but then I remembered I have my, uh, I have my uh, snowblower, so I can just put a tarp on it and carry everything. Yeah, there you go. Is it effective? No, but it'll work. <laughs> work just fine. Will it take me three times a time? Absolutely. And I will take uh, the pole saw. Pole saw. All right, some hard work. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. There, there were two things I was really torn between, but then something came to my mind. There were two things I was torn between. I'll tell you what they are after the draft. All right. But uh, th- then I was thinking, oh my god, nobody's taken the hose. The hose? Mm. What is that? I'm going to take the hose. That's a good pick. Big fan of that one. I think the hose in round five, steel. Yeah, I would agree with that. Steel pick right there. Kendall, do you disagree? Mm. No, I'm just so upset that I couldn't even think of it. It's, yeah, the hose, man. You know what's funny? Because it's like, while I was just making the argument for why a power washer works as a yard tool, I totally negated all gardening as part of yard work. <laughs> <laughs> the old hand trowel. Hand trowel's good. I know, yeah, and the hand trowel's a cool tool. It's a good weapon, too, Matt. That fits kind of in your category, what you're going for. You know what? We'll go for it. We'll go with the hand trowel. <laughs> hand trowel? All right. The two things I was torn between is the uh, the more universal version of the shears, the lopper, just because, like, I feel like if you have a lopper, you know, it, it's not uncommon that people use it for more than just taking down little tree branches and stuff. Yeah. You know, I know personally I've used loppers, you know, to, like, fucking, um, like, dislodge rocks from in the ground. Like, I mm-hmm. just wedge it beneath it and shit. And then the other one I was thinking of, and this is a this is a Kendall classic, I feel, the iron rake. I almost took it. The iron rake is a great, great tool. I almost took it, but I didn't want to go, like, two rakes and it's like ah i'll just take the one that i have a little bit more of preference for but yeah yeah and that's also I'm like the... oh go ahead i'm just glad you didn't take the shitty metal rake <laughs> the, way just, the metal gets all bent after like two uses what a fucking waste of a tool the uh the iron rake is also a classic comedy tool you know it's laying on the ground step on it yeah which you know what's really funny about that is that you you would have to step so hard and so backwards aggressively <laughs> yeah. to get the iron rake to flip up that fast. Like you couldn't just step on it like flat, like you're walking and it, you would just pierce the bottom of your foot, your shoe. Yeah. You wouldn't ever, it, it wouldn't even flip up. You, I mean, you're more likely to get that result with a pitchfork than you are with a fucking iron rake. I just love like in all those movies, like you see this, like the end of the stick coming and hitting right in the face. Like if if not the yeah. testicles, like the, the face, like that's a big rake. It is a big rake. <laughs> Tackle Alvin Kamara. Tackle him. 
Um, all right, another another good draft. All right, Matthew, you're up. Matthew will take the indoor yard work portion. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go backpack blower again. <laughs> Less productive, <laughs> but still fun. Just imagine oh, yeah. that inside. Um. Are you guys? Are any of you watching this game right now? No, I don't got it. No, but I heard Tom Brady got a pick. Not that, but there is nothing more frustrating. The, the defense, the, the the outside linebacker for the uh, Bucks. I don't know who it was. He timed, David. I, I I don't know which one it was. Like I couldn't see the number, but he timed the snap so perfectly that he came at a full sprint off past the line of scrimmage right at the snap. And didn't even come within two yards of Andy Dalton. <laughs> like that's that's got to be one of the like most deflating feelings in football. Yeah, throwing a pick six sucks, but perfectly guessing the snap count at full speed and then not even touching the quarterback has got to be awful. Yeah, that's got to be pretty rough. The emotion, like I got it. Oh, yeah. Especially too, because he came from the outside, so he was coming around the tackle, and the tackle just got enough of him. Man, I don't know who number five is. Oh, it's Landry. <laughs> Landry just had his one hand to touchdown in his hand and dropped it. Oh. Andy Dalton's like getting ready to slam his helmet. He's like, man, that was fucking AJ Green. <laughs> Why can't this be 2014 again? Yeah. You know what's I think funny? AJ Green makes it into the hall. Um, yeah, I think so, just from the standpoint of like the NFL's like it's not hard to get in. I think AJ Green had enough consecutive good seasons. Yeah, just kind of like wait around long enough. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think he'll be first ballot, but I think he'll get in. My big thing with the Bengals, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, is, is like, if I'm, like, like, I hate Bengals fans. Probably, like, they're probably, like, my fifth least favorite fan base behind Green Bay, Minnesota, the Giants, the Cowboys, and um, the... uh, Fuck, what's the fifth team? You don't hate the Lions? Now, the Lions fan base, is, he just feels sorry for them. Um, you know what I mean? Packers, Vikings, was Packers, Vikings, Giants, Cowboys, oh, and Dolphins. And the Dolphins fan base. Those are my five least favorite fan bases. But then right after that, on sixth, is, the, is Cincinnati. And because Cincinnati, they act like they've been given nothing over the past 20 years. And I don't care what anybody says. Were they Tom Brady? Were they Peyton Manning? No, but they had they had the B they had the C plus version of what the Packers had, and and that they had two very capable quarterbacks back to back in Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton, and it's not their fault that they didn't win. They had bad coaching and they never put talent around them offensively. Yeah. Like two like like above average. Carson Palmer was not a bad quarterback. No, not by any stretch. And it just makes me mad that like Bengals fans like treat Joe Burrow like the quarterback they've always been looking for. And it's like, like, fuck you guys. Like you had Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. I would fucking give my left nut to have had one of them for one year. Yeah, and they, I, they, I, had Kyle, I had Kyle. You Parker. did have Andy Dalton for a year. Yeah. And it was the best year of my fandom. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I had Rex Grossman followed up by Kyle Orton. Oh, <laughs> well, you what? I'm going to go text Jay Keller and tell him you just said that. I wish you wouldn't. 
Because the worst thing that will come from any of it is that he'll just block your mass, and then our only contact with him is gone. Uh, smoking Jay. I want Jay Cutler to have my babies. <laughs> he's a good-looking man. He is. I tell you what, too. I I love so I love it so much because every time he's on a podcast, someone brings it up to him. It's like, how do you feel about the Chicago fan base really just like loving who you are in retirement? And he goes. He goes, it's pretty frustrating to have them love me so much now, but hate me so much when I was in uniform. <laughs> and I'm like, Jay, Jay, I loved you the whole time, my guy. <laughs> Look at me over here. It's true. I can attest to that. I once hey, tried to argue Sam Bradford had more arm strength. Hey, for NFL-sponsored uh, companies, do you know what my, what my favorite long-running uh, commercial is? What? The Mayhem Guy commercials. Oh, yeah. Those are good. I like those a lot. You know, it's funny that you say that because the guy that plays Mayhem uh, was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's one of the most insufferable characters I've ever seen. That's funny. It, it, it really is. Like, he is the epitome of just, like, the character you hate. And it's great. I don't, know if, I don't think you guys were fans of 30 Rock at all, but he was uh, uh, Tina Fey's boyfriend for a while. I don't know if... That tracks. 30 Rock. He had a pretty good character in that too. I tell you what, I might this might be an unpopular opinion, but I, I like from a stand-up standpoint, love him. But from an acting standpoint, I find Tracy Morgan insufferable. It's a little much at times. I just I hate his personality in in a in an acting character. I for stand-up, I like him a whole lot. Hannibal Burris has a bit that makes me laugh every time I hear it. He talks about when he was opening for Tracy Morgan and he went into the dressing room to meet Tracy Morgan for the first time. And he asked him how many, like, how long do you want my set to be? And he goes, you'll be like the date rape drug and I'll be like the big black dick. And he's like, that's a weird, that's a weird way to think about time. It's supposed to laugh so much. Yeah. Hey, how about that? How about the fact that I was talking to Kendall about this earlier today, Mass? How about the fact that Joe Burrow's undefeated against fucking Mahomes? Uh yeah, three times in 2022. I love it. Three and zero, right? Yep. Right, two regular seasons and then the AFC Championship game. Correct. I tell you what, the thing that I saw that Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin trying to play Jeffrey Dahmer made me laugh <laughs> real hard. All right, Matt, you got a draft? I do. All right, I'm ready. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one that we all enjoy. All right. All right. Uh, playground games. Man, I 1,000% thought you were going to say Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> yeah, I would say two-thirds of us would be happy about that. Hey, are we all in agreement that that I might be alone on this, and, and it probably does come from some somewhat of a biased standpoint, but, like, of all the, the quote-unquote juggernauts heading into the playoffs as of the end of this football week, like, the Vikings are the fakest team, right? Yes. Like, I mean, like, they barely fucking beat the Jets. Like, I mean, like, I understand They're, un- I understand they're underdogs that. against the Lions this week. Winning games is winning games. I understand that. It, it's, it's like Baltimore. Like, Baltimore has been a humongous disappointment this season, yet they're still standing here as the leader of the AFC North at this point in time, even if the Bengals are right on their fucking tail. But, like, the Vikings, like, the Vikings just convinced me as a team that just, they're just going to be a, a disappointing first-round lose. Like they're yeah. gonna get a they're gonna get a buy and then they're gonna fucking lose to the commanders. 
Let's see. Let me look at all the teams that played yesterday. I think the Titans are in for a playoff spot right now. They're not great. The, no. Well, so, but the thing is, it's like, but I don't consider the Titans a juggernaut. Like, I think people consider the Vikings a juggernaut because they're 10 and 2. They're the second, they're, they're quote unquote the second best team in the NFC, which I think is, I think if, for anybody that's been watching football all year, 1A and 1B is Philadelphia, Dallas, hands down. Yes. Yeah. 1A, 1B. Like, that's just the way it is. I, I think, as, I think Dallas's defense is the real deal, and I think their offense is pretty explosive and will be even more explosive when Odell signs. It's going to be a sad day. Can I tell you something? What's and this, this I know is an unpopular opinion. I hope Dallas wins the Super Bowl. Why is that? Because I'm going to tell you this right now, because I don't think Mike McCarthy's a bad head coach. I really don't. I, I think that Mike McCarthy caught a bad rap in Green Bay because if you really think about it, right after Mike McCarthy left, when fucking Matt LaFleur claim, came in, that's when the fucking drama and bullshit of the Aaron Rodgers running the team kind of started. And I think I think Mike McCarthy's exit had more to do with Aaron Rodgers wanting to be the, the shot caller than... 100%. They said that. Right. And then on top of it, I, I think if you really look at the Cowboys, I, I think that... I think that there were some some mishaps in the coaching decision type world, but like last year, it was pretty boiled down to like um, uh, Amari Cooper, not Amari Cooper, um, CD Lamb was the only real offensive threat outside of like the quarterback, you know, because Michael Gallup was hurt, Elliott yeah. wasn't performing well, that Pollard they didn't like really, but they didn't they didn't work Pollard in like they are this year. Like this year, they're giving the the solid one two punch. I think I think last I think yesterday Pollard rushed for ninety plus, Elliott rushed for seventy plus. Michael Gallup is involved in the offense. Dalton Schultz has kind of taken a step back, but like you, you can't forget about him. CD Lamb is doing CD Lamb things. Like the the, the offense is playing and the defense is playing out of its fucking mind. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. And I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you something. I know the I know the world's opinion on Trayvon Diggs after last season, but after this year watching the defense play, I'll take watching my star cornerback get embarrassed by a special teamers like the Colts guy did to him last night to for the amount of turnovers he produces. I don't care if he's in the right place at the right time. He results in turnovers. Yeah. All that matters. I I I, I gotta tell you, I, I wouldn't be upset with the Cowboys winning. I really wouldn't. Tell you what, and, and I, my answer to that is I wouldn't either because that means that the 49ers said one. And that uh, mine is even more vindictive than that. I just would love to see the Giants fans' faces. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing before before we do Massey's draft, there's things that we take for granted in life because of the uh, poor use of, of the uh, item or the person and the initial impact we got on them. I think the NFL was done a humongous misjustice by the uh, Monday Night Football Booger Mobile. Because I got to tell you something, having listened to Booger McFarlane talk about football, I think he is a top five analyst about the game. And like currently, and I think he could be top five all time if he was given a major deal. If he was given the, if he was given the color commentary deal to work on Sunday Night Football or something like that, I think he'd be top five all time by the end of his career. He's so smart. And he, he's so insightful and he, he's so opinionated, but doesn't care about what people think about it. 
I I love book. Like I've been listening to the, the um, Tony Kornheiser show for the past year because I'm a huge PTI guy, mm-hmm. and he has Booger on probably like once or so a month. And, and I mean, Booger McFarland, like Booger McFarland, right now is doing the halftime analysis report for the ESPN Monday Night Football game, so he has national coverage type, um, like and like contracts to worry about. And he goes on the Tony Kornheiser show and just like he went in, he he's he just went on air and just said like the Browns are stupid, their ownership's a joke, and they hired a stupid pervert rapist. That's what he said. Those were his words. You know what I mean? Like he just, he doesn't care. And, and I got to say, I love that from an, an analyst. I love it as much as like 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 it's like the Tony like the uh, Chris Collinsworth thing. I love Chris Collinsworth because he. The homework the research, puts, yeah, right. Like Chris Collinsworth comes in and he talks about a, a, a second string special teams tackle as if he's known that guy his whole life. Yeah, it's that's unbelievable. I yeah, I I agree. Unfortunately, the Booger Mobile kind of created like a meme, but I, I like I knew him what, prior. I think the Booger Mobile really ruined the birth of like the actual. Um, TV analyst side of what Booger McFarlane could do for the sport. And I, I tell you, I think if Booger McFarlane were able, were able to get the color, because co- who's doing color commentary for ESPN right now for Monday Night Games? It's Troy Aikman? Yeah, and Joe yeah. Buck. No, I said color. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just meant the... Uh... Well, it's a- Aikman does Mondays. Collinsworth still doing Sundays. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, throw, throw fucking Booger McFarlane with Al Michaels on primetime, because that guy that they have on fucking prime is awful. Uh, Kirk Menefee? Uh, he Kirk is Street. terrible. Yeah, He's, they don't they don't have it. That no, Al Michaels is great, but you can just tell like Al Michaels doesn't feel the connection that he used to feel with Collinsworth, so he's kind of like checked out. Plus, Al Michaels kind of got four straight shit Thursday night games yeah. in a row. Yeah. So, all right, let's do Massey's draft before we run out of time. All right, so we are doing uh, essentially playground games. That doesn't necessarily mean they're stuck to playgrounds, but just games you would have played in childhood. All right, I got you. Cuddle the order. Okay, the order is as followed. Come on, give me three. Hey, <laughs> you got your wish. Me, Massey, I- Paul. God damn it. I tell you what, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is one of those drafts where it's I, I don't do it very often and I like I, I gotta be honest with you I like when I don't want mock to judge the drafts anymore because I feel like mock judges them from a strictly biased standpoint and we don't actually get the winner of the best draft because yeah. like I tell you like the, like because like, like and it's nothing against mock but like you know like when you're judging like the Thanksgiving food draft like if mock hates green bean casserole but it's taken in the fifth round like green bean casserole is a steal in the fifth round for the Thanksgiving draft 100% it's a steal. It's a steal. It's a staple of the Thanksgiving side, and it should be weighed that way. It shouldn't be weighed on how your personal taste goes towards it. And That's I think fair. that we do a good job at that. And you know what the thing I think I like the most is? When we do the drafts, the three of us, there's no winners. There's yeah. no winners. We, yeah, we it just, just it. What? It just is what it is. Yeah. But, like, this draft, like, usually when I do a draft, I try to put together a well-rounded team. This draft is going to be biased. Okay, I already got my first round pick locked in, and it's not a first round pick anywhere in the country except for this guy right here. <laughs> okay, Kendall, why don't you lead it off? Okay, so 
just in general, my my youth uh, played a lot of tag. Uh, just just in general, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that with my first pick. Tag, I think tag is the best hands down first overall number one pick. I, I think it's got to be one of two. Uh, that being said, I'm not taking the one I think should be two because I want to lock mine in before anybody else has a chance to take it. I'm taking Manhunt. Hmm. Okay, all right. Just the memories I have of playing that in uh, at night, going out and about, yeah. was, I, I love it. That's interesting. One year for... Um... I'm going to ask you a question, because you pick before me, so I'm sure, I, I have a feeling you'll take it if it's still there. What, what you're envisioning is number two. Okay. What do you think? If you say no to it, I'm going to take it so that Kendall doesn't get it. Uh-oh. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> is, is your second consensus pick dodgeball? It is not. It is not dodgeball. All right, Kendall, you might get dodgeball here then. Because <laughs> I, I like dodgeball a lot, but I'm not taking it. My two my two picks, the two, the two games I played the most at recess that I had the most fun with, Number one, my favorite game of all time, Foursquare. All right. Ah, there's the Foursquare. Foursquare is one of the best games of all time. It's such a. Actually, is very proud of you right now. It's it's such a simple game. I remember it very fondly as as a youth, having like a line of people getting ready to get put into, you know, having the the king square dominating for an extended period of time, deciding whether or not you were going to play cherry bombs or not. (laughs) <laughs> loved it and then i'm gonna go ahead and wrap up kickball as number two damn kickball also a good pick kickball i mean you know kickball is one of those sports you know like in fast and baseball you hope for the fastball In kickball you love nothing more than the scrawny nerd who pitches the slow bouncer <laughs> the slow wow. bouncer that you could just boot into oblivion we used to do. We used to allow bunting and kickball. It was so ridiculous. So we used to play kickball. We allowed one bunt an inning. That's pretty good. You were allowed one bunt an inning. Damn, I thought I was getting kickball. We yeah. When I was in, when I was in fifth grade, we played kickball, and we would allow. You were allowed one bunt an inning, but it But it, the thing was with the, with kickball. This was a fun rule that we implemented. The runner was a live runner to first base. But regardless of him being safe or out, it resulted in an out. Hmm. So if you bunted to get like let's say you had first you had first and second and you bunted and the guy was thrown out, it was an out either way. But if he was safe, you still got the out. That's interesting. But you were, al- but you were allowed to bunt. Well, the reason because is is because in in kickball, it's, I mean, no one's playing like that. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I mean? Like, especially too, in kickball, you're fucking, you're usually playing on some made up fucking field. So, you know, home plate to first is like 120 feet. And then fucking second, you know, first to second is like 40 feet. <laughs> you're playing on this fucking rhombus ass shaped field. <laughs> so, all right, Massey, I, I'm, cl- I'm curious to hear what your number two overall, like what you think would have been 1B to tag is. So 
I'm still not going to pick it because the more I thought about it, I essentially picked it with the second overall pick. I just picked the nighttime version of it. Ah. Yeah. That's so, hi- so hide and seek was going to be what I picked number two, but I picked the nighttime version of it already. Yeah. It's interesting. So I think I'm going to go with another classic that I enjoyed from my youth. And I'm going to go with Jailbreak. Are you guys familiar? I am familiar with Jailbreak. Um, I feel like I would need an explanation, though. I feel like I've played it, but I'm, I'm definitely blanking. So Jailbreak is... Yeah, go ahead. It's essentially Capture the Flag. Mm-hmm. But from the standpoint of, like, when you cross the, the median line and you're in enemy territory, if you're tagged, you go into whatever was perceived before the game to start as the jail. Okay. And somebody from the, so all the people that are in jail, if somebody on your team were able to run across and avoid being tagged, they can tag people that are in the jail. And once they're tagged, they're, they're let free. And they, depending on your rules, like the way that we usually played was you're, you can run back to the other side without being tagged again to come back to jail as like a safe passage. But you have to go back to the other side before you make advancements back towards the flag. Hmm. It's like a it's like a play on capture the flag. Okay. Because I, th- I think I think the traditional version of capture the flag is is if you're tagged while you're trying to get the flag, you're just out of the game. Jailbreak is a way where it puts you in a jail, and there's, there's the potential to be let out of jail. I got you. Yeah. Pretty perfectly explained. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Kendall? So, I will take dodgeball here. Um, I would have loved to have snatched up kickball. Um, yeah, but, but then, um, then another game played a lot of um, was and help me. I'm going to try to explain it, and hopefully, I got the, the name right. Um, it's just wall ball. Yeah, Wobble. Yeah, you know, the whole, you know, bus stop, no drop, think, and all that. Yeah, I think there are different ga- there, are, there are different names for it, but Wall Ball is the traditional. You have to throw the ball off the wall, and you have to catch it cleanly. If it's a bobble, you have to run and get the wall before someone throws it and hits the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that has wall all, ball. like, little sub-rules involved. Yeah, there's all kinds of sub-rules where, like, uh, you know, do, do we count, um, you know, like, you know, a certain number of bounces, can you call out someone's name? And that's that's the one that's the beautiful thing. It's the beautiful thing about playground games. Is it's like the the most adult version of a playground game is beer pong, because no matter who you play it with, there's a rule you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And and that's the thing is like like I, I can sit down, you know, like Ashley. You said Ashley was proud of me when it came to Foursquare. Ashley yep. and I can get together and we can play Foursquare, and her and I will probably have different rules that neither of us have heard of. Probably. And it's it's it's, it's what makes the game beautiful. It's it's that's what makes playground games so beautiful. It brings a different culture to your life. It is a good time, which is why, and I thought we could use that, which is why I decided to pick this for the draft. Good for you, Mess. Thanks, bud. Uh, all ball, good pick. I like it. Thank you. It's a good pick. I think I'm gonna take horse here. Okay. Okay. Game that I think needs no explanation. Just. A good time had by all out on the school playground. I mean, 
though we don't do that often anymore, I mean, we, we when we get together to play basketball, that's like something we always play. Worse is a good time. <laughs> I love there's the option too. Like, ah, we don't have time for horse. Let's just play pig. Yeah. Or like some other stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take two games here. I'm going to take uh this was a classic at my school. I'm not sure how, uh, this, I, I was surprised. I'm surprised by the amount of people I've met in my life that didn't know what this game was. I'm going to take Spud. Spud. Oh, man. I forgot Spud about Spud. Game. Spud was an gr- awesome game. It, it, I loved it so much. And then I'm going to take the most. Now, this is, I won't necessarily count it as a uh, playground game because I feel like it's traditionally played inside more often. But I'm going to take. We're counting it. It's all good. I'm going to take the most anxiety ridden playground game there is. Duck, duck, goose. It's <laughs> a good pick. You're just sitting there. You're just you're nervous. You you, you know it, it's it's a game where it's like, you know the, the the athletic component is is really underplayed, but the the ability to get from a sitting to a running position at the at the, the blink of an eye is so important. There's been some um, great people falling in that game. I mean, especially too, you play with a large group of kids, like maybe you get like 30, 40 kids, you start getting two duck duckers going. It's, it it gets crazy quick. Oh, duck duck goose. Great game. Full of anxiety. I feel like that game is responsible for more like nervous breakdowns as an adult than people care to. (laughs) It's the source. Uh, Let's see. I have one game that I'm not going to pick, but I remember playing as a kid, and it was so much fun. And I don't think you guys are even going to know what it is. That's why I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't give anything away. Cause, and if you guys say any of them, I'm not going to be upset about it at all. But i gotta, I got to be honest with you. We are, we're at the start of the fourth round, and I'm surprised that no variation of tag has been taken yet. You know... We have two variations of tag. Well, I shouldn't say it's a variation of tag. I mean, manhunt. Manhunt is a mix of tag and hide and seek. Right. Manhunt is is yeah. Like manhunt, I consider it to be more of a, more of capture the flag with a tag component. But like, yeah. you know, I'm considering more of like the freeze tags, the TV tags, the rainbow tags, things like that. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, like, like every kid played tag growing up, but I feel like, you know, I feel like 90% of kids growing up played freeze tag at one time or another. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I'm going to go for another anxiety game here. Ooh, I'm in for it. Give me. I'm going to go musical chairs. Okay. Musical chairs, yeah. I can't think of anything that was more filled with betrayal than a good musical chairs game. I mean, there's been some great videos produced from that. Man, I don't know what just happened. Who's 29 on the books? Is that, is that the is that a Ronald Jones? Rashad White. Rashad White. Dude, that guy just got fucking punched from behind by Cam Jordan. He fumbled the ball about 30 yards up the field. (laughs) 
I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even joking, you guys. He fumbled at the 50, and it was recovered at the 22-yard line. Wow. <laughs> the ball just was just went flying forward. Good old peanut punch there. Oh, that wasn't the peanut punch. That was the fucking Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. Kendall, you got back-to-backs. Back-to-back. You know what I'm going to take here? Uh, this is a game that I uh, really enjoyed. Probably played it more like... At, like at home with like friends or cousins and like being like at school, uh, but played a lot of kick the can. Enjoyed I'm just that. thinking about it. I just don't know that I was going to take it. I mean, Kendall, I know you're an old soul, but I remember born in the Great Depression. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for whatever reason, that was a game we played a lot of. You know why I don't believe that you played kick the can, Kendall? Because you could have got five cents for that can. <laughs> it was before my days of going to redemption centers. No, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Um, Massey, Kendall's taking hopscotch here. I just feel it. You know, I don't even really know what the point of that game is. Is it balance? Well, no, the point of hopscotch... See, the problem is is that people see a hopscotch board and they just see if they can get to the end. But the point of hopscotch is that you you draw the hopscotch board and you can do it in different variations of one one hop or one-foot hops and two-foot hops. But the point is you're supposed to throw a rock down the hopscotch board you're supposed to hopscotch to it bend down while the balancing to pick up the rock and then turn around and hop back hmm yeah i definitely never played hopscotch correctly then you should not take me <laughs> all right um and i think i'll take here uh, it's a game definitely played like while older, more like high school. Well, I guess it would. I guess it would be high school age. Uh, would be uh, twenty one in basketball. Okay. Enjoy that. I mean, it's, it's another game we still kind of play from time to time. It, it's just fun. I like it. Yeah. You know, do you play? Do you play taps, tap ins, etc.? Different rules. Yeah. I like it. And yeah. it's like it's like any skill level of basketball can be played yeah you always get the one kid that just just stands under the rim doesn't play any defense (sighs) that'd be me um i don't think i could play defense um i'm torn between two And I think I'm going to go with Simon Seth. Okay. And the other one was just Simon, the electronic game. Uh, well, so Simon Says was kind of the, uh, like the uh, lesser athletic version of uh, Red Light, Green Light. <laughs> Which is the other one that I was debating between. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take a game here for the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, I'm going to take a game here that I think is classified as a playground game that falls into the before our time category, but is something that I definitely played a lot of as a child and I think could be argued as the most violent playground game of all time. And I'm, I'm going to take curious. Uh, give, give me Red Rover. Red Rover. Red Rover, Red Rover. Come Great. on over. Great game. Great Red game. Rover. Very 
love it a whole lot. Red yeah, Rover, that's Red a, Rover. That's a good game. <laughs> Red Rover, Red Rover, we're going to clothesline you. Uh, Red Rover, such a good game. And the game I was going to pick earlier, but nobody had ever, I don't think you guys would have heard of it. We played it a lot in elementary school, um, especially as like a gym game that we would then bring to the, the playground after. Cause I feel like, I feel like if that was like the kind of notion of a good playground game was like, if you could, if it incorporate it into gym class as a kid. Yeah. The game was called skin the snake. Oh Yeah. That, I do game, that, that game really, really, as a child, was very easy to get pissed off at other kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is oh, that man, game? I forgot about that game. Do, do you ever play Skin the Snake, Kendall? No, no, I was trying What is that? So Skin the Snake is a game. All the kids line up. You all line up in a straight line, and you stand kind of in like a straddle position with your arm, with your legs spread. And so the player in the front of the line takes his right hand, his or her right hand, they put it between their legs, kind of like in a bent-over position, and they, they grab the left hand of the person behind them. Okay. And then the person behind them puts their right hand through their legs and grabs the left hand of the person in front of them. And so on and so forth. And you do it all the way through to the back of the line. And then what happens is the, the last person crawls through the legs all the way through the tunnel. And then once like they're starting to pull on the other person's hand, they have to drop down and crawl and you have to get all the way through the tunnel. And the last person in line gets through to the front and stands up in front of the front person. And the game is over when the front person crawls all the way through and is back in the front of the line, but without letting go of the hands. Seems very difficult. It, it most certainly was. It was, it was very, very difficult. Man, I just yeah. found a YouTube video for it. <laughs> the other game that I used to hold, like a whole lot was kind of a tag meets. You guys ever played? You guys ever played or done anything called Crack the Whip? Yes. No, I don't so know what Crack the Whip either. You don't know what Crack the Whip is? No. So Crack Crack the Whip is it, it's a game that's it, it's very dangerous and it's way more fun from the standpoint of playing it like on roller skates or ice skates, yes. it's where like you, you basically form a line and everybody's holding hands and you you go in zigzags and diagonals and stuff. And, and essentially you treat the line of people that you form as a whiff. So the person at the end kind of has like the windmill effect. They're going significantly faster than it feels like. And it's so hard to hang on to each other. You essentially crack the whip and send that person on the end fucking sailing. My God. Right. You ever seen you ever seen Charlie Brown Christmas? How the guy the Charlie Brown at the end of it goes flying off of the line into the snowbank? I know exactly what you're talking about now. That's what that's what crack the whip is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a tag version of crack the whip that I played a lot as a kid called Catch the Caterpillar. That I cannot say that I've played. Catch the Caterpillar was a game that you talk about a fucking game where you're entirely reliant on another human being. So catch the caterpillar would be, you, you, you would try to play with like 10, 12 kids. Maybe you would line up in a line and, and everybody would grab the waist or the hips of the person in front of them. And you would stand in a line. And then what would happen is the person who was in the front of the line would break free of the group and they would run around trying to tag the person at the end of the line. And so the rest of the line was moving 
in unison holding each other like a caterpillar, weaving and bobbing, trying to keep the back person out of reach. That sounds like an awful time. I so want to play it. So much anxiety. <laughs> you know what's a ridiculous game was uh, Kill the Carrier. Oh, yeah, Kill the Carrier yeah. football game. Yeah, I mean, it's a game basically just built on violence. Yeah, that was... Which that were was... always the most fun games. Yeah, Kill the Carrier was good. Um... There was, an, there was another game that I used to, used to play a lot, too. Um, I mean, I, I never, like, this This is, like, a game that I could foresee being, like, brought up, though. I don't think anybody really ever played it on the playground. More of, like, maybe gym class or fitness, but, like, tug of war. I almost yeah. picked tug of war. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one of those ones. Tug of war was always fun. It's oddly like one of those like team building games. Also one of those games that just teaches you to fucking hit other people. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's be a team. Let's pull this rope. <laughs> With other people on it. <laughs> Aren't we a group now? There was also the uh, kind of like the uh, Simon Says... Uh, because you know how like Red Light Green Light is kind of like the the active version of Simon Says. Because like you're basically just like Red Light Green Light, like you're doing what the person says to do. There was another version of that game that was kind of like a better version of both of them called Mother May I. Yeah. Yes. So I like, do remember Mother May I. You'd start back at distance and you'd be like Mother May I run, and then the person yep. at the other end would be like No, but you may crab crawl. And you would crab crawl until she told you to stop. And whoever got there first won. Being a kid was such a good time. It was. I miss God it. Damn, fuck you, Kendall, for making us grow up. I'm sorry. I just heard a pretty good description of Joe Buck, and I'm curious to hear you guys' opinion on it. Someone who ruined postseason baseball for... <laughs> He's a thumb with hair. That's very funny. That's how Samantha describes my younger brother. Also pretty funny. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I know that they'll never do it because of the national media coverage, but I think it's a complete crime that local baseball commentators can't comment on their teams in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Baseball's a local sport. I mean, you think about it. Like, you think about, like, like think of, like, how much better the Paul Konerko Grand Slam in 2005 would have been if Hawk Harrison had called it. Yeah, I mean, like, think about, like, I mean, the, the play is an awesome play to, like, review, like, just, like, watching, like, a YouTube clip or whatever, but, like, that added component would be incredible. Yeah, it's just, like, I, I think that the team commentators, it just, it bothers me that they're not able to cover the games. It really does. It does. All right. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Beer reviews. Kendall, how was your uh your low ball? My low ball <laughs> was uh was fine. Um I like Crown Royal a lot, you know. Um Paul, you'd be able to explain what makes a Canadian whiskey better than I. Um but it, it, it's good on its own, it's good as a shot, it's good mixed. Uh I had it with the ginger ale initially, which I actually preferred to uh the cola. I mean it was, it was a diet coke or diet sam's cola but in general i think i don't really care for uh 
soda, alcohol mixtures that much. Um, but as I've gotten older, I definitely prefer ginger ale to Coke or root beer or whatever. Um, so that's kind of like my preferred taste. But five out of five would have again. Paul, how was yours? Um, so I was just going to touch on Kendall's thing. Uh, Canadian whiskeys, um, much like scotch and bourbon, are there's a local requirement. They have to be um, aged a minimum of three years in wood barrels and um, traditionally have a higher rye component. Okay. So... Canadian whiskeys tend to have a little bit more of a quote-unquote sweetness to them than a, a, a bourbon or a U.S. whiskey would have. Um, so I had the Bourbon County brand stout, coffee stout. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it definitely did not drink like 13.2. I mean, I'm sure if I were to drink a second one, I would be feeling pretty good. But it felt like the uh, coffee stout I could drink three or four of, like when it was going down. Like I didn't feel the heat, I didn't feel the burn or anything like that. Um, and, and you know, thirteen point two is nothing to fucking shake your head at. Um, but it, yeah, it didn't drink like that. It was pretty smooth. The coffee beans that they used, I didn't think they gave too much of that real overly coffee component. So if you know, if you're someone who enjoys you know kind of like the different aspects that coffee brings you know because i think it'd be fair to say like if, if you enjoy coffee if you drink a cup of coffee in the morning like a stand you know not the cream and the sugar component but just the coffee the quote-unquote coffee flavor is different than the actual other flavors you pull from the beans does that make sense yeah yes and so I feel like in this stout, you pulled more of those additional flavors versus the actual quote-unquote black and white coffee flavor, which, um, you know, from a personal preference, depends on what you like from a coffee stout. You know, do you like that more smooth, mellow, roasted taste, or are you looking for that more bitter, you know, earthy, grainy-type taste? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a pick-and-choose-your-battles. Um, I liked it. I think it was a different play on a coffee stout. I think it was different than anything I've ever really had before. Um, so from that aspect, I'd like to give it a five stars in terms of creative and, uh, uniqueness. Um, but in terms of being from a bourbon County standpoint, I hold the bourbon County to a higher standard than I hold other beer. Um, therefore I have to, you know, a as quick as I was to give the barley wine a six star last week, I have to hold true to that. So I'm going to give the coffee stout for 2022, a 3.4. I think it was very good. I definitely will have it again. I think that this coffee stout, unlike traditional Bourbon County coffee stouts, are coffee stouts that can be that is worth keeping in the bottle for a year. To see how the flavor changes. Well, because usually the coffee stouts, you don't really want to age them for too long because you lose that traditional coffee component to it. Mm -hmm. But this one is more of the like the the roasted coffee notes. Um, those flavors will develop a little bit more than say like a more like a, like a dark, like dark roast black coffee, you know, that doesn't age well. Like, you know, if you've ever had a, you know, I mean, if you've ever had a black coffee that's been sitting out for four days, Lincoln, um, <laughs> no, but like, if you've ever had like a, like a black dark roast coffee, 
that you brewed at like 7 a.m. and you come back to it later in the cup at like 10 a.m. when it's room temp. Um, the flavor is just like it's not good. It just tastes like bitter water. Um, that's kind of like what the traditional coffee stout that I'm used to is, so it doesn't age very well. But if you were to do like a uh, like a Bavarian Colombian type roast um, that has more components to it for like a hot coffee, and you come back to it a couple hours later, you're still picking. Excuse me. You're still picking up those different notes of flavor. I got you. Massey, IBC? She ended up switching over to a uh, stews uh, for the end of the night. A what? And uh, Leonard's root beer. Oh. oh, stews. I thought you said Sue's, S U E. No, stews. Uh, and I have to say, I like theirs better than IBC. Interesting. I don't think I've ever had theirs. Their sodas are actually pretty good. And their diets aren't bad either. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Where I'm at. Um, I got for you. Yeah, all right. Uh, Kendall. Yes. Where can they find us? Well, you can find us uh, on... Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram, GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Whether it's remembering fondly the times of the playground of yore or thinking that, uh, you know, all garden tools are weapons of destruction. <laughs> uh, like, share, uh, you know, tag us and stuff. You know, anything that you think would apply to us tag us i mean we, probably we, does i mean we, yeah. we talk a lot of stuff we do a lot of stuff i mean i dare i say we're actually fairly interesting people so yeah, i mean mm. Kendall's gay yeah. you know you, a lot of you guys don't know that right and that's the hardest part is you know telling people that you know it's it's you know it's you, you do what you can surprise yeah yeah and i didn't get Enough. any money for it either that's the worst part yeah. They told me I would get all this money. I got no money. You got no money. <laughs> Reminds yeah. me of that Simpsons bit. I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have three money and no kids? <laughs> nah, that's so funny. Uh, all right, next week, uh, you know, we're not going to, you know, for for the foreseeable future with the holidays coming up and, and things like that, you know, we, we haven't had mock or kyle on in a few weeks now and uh you know because life gets in the way we're not we're not going to promise anything just yeah. more more shows like this and I, yeah. I like these yeah we're these trying to fun. come out every week and you know once we're hopefully through the madness you know next next year there is no through the madness. this is it <laughs> lady gaga's this is it disco stick baby <laughs> so until then i'm your hostess cupcake the riddler Nope. nope. Also, no. But the mask is Massey. And the Rat of Red Baron. Meow. Yeah.